Hey guys, okay, I'm so excited for you to listen to today's episode. I have two of my friends on who actually started a podcast themselves, and uh, they are hilarious. I had such a great time um, talking to them, and uh, you know, funny enough, they put in their uh, bio uh, of healthy scratches. You know, they're uh, they're big dumbs that talk about things they know little to nothing about, but that it's so far from true. They're both very intelligent guys. There's another. Um, there's three of them. Two of them were just on today to uh, talk with me, but um, a lot of fun stuff we touched on. I mean, we talked about, of course, their podcast and where they started, um, life in the pandemic, the social dilemma documentary, which I uh, really wanted to touch on with them, navigating your 20s, building up your confidence, um, modern dating. And uh, we had just so much fun and I can't wait for you guys to listen in. And again, definitely be sure to follow them at Healthy Scratches Pod on Instagram. Um, you can also find them on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So, so check them out for sure. All right, guys, let's talk 30. So do you guys want to introduce yourself? I don't know if I want to start with you, Jordy. Uh, I, I mean, whatever you want to dish out and, (laughs) (laughs) um, no, pretty simple. I'm Jordy. I'm with Greg on the healthy scratches podcast. We talk about, honestly, the more I listen to it when I'm doing the editing, probably nothing. We don't really talk about a whole lot. It's just mindless ramble. Um, Greg usually says some things that I have to edit out, but, uh, I don't, do you want to go into like where I am? Like how in depth do you want to get with the intro? Yeah. How old are you? Your age? I, uh, I physically, I'm 27, just turned 27. Mentally, I'm like 13 and a half. Um, <laughs> I live in Denver. I work in finance. Uh, not super interesting. I have a dog. He's basically all I got. He's my best friend. But other than that, there's not a whole lot else. Your dog is the cutest. Golden Retriever. Name's yep. Doc, right? Doc's the man. Yeah, Golden Retriever. He just he turns two in a few weeks, so. I'll probably do something super bougie and buy him like a birthday cake or something. Cause yeah. what else do I have to spend money on? I don't have a family. <laughs> you got to, you got to. Um, so do you like Denver? I know I briefly talked about it. I do. I, I actually really like it. The only thing I, I'm finding that sucks is I do want to buy, like I, for him mostly, I want to buy a house to have a yard and stuff and just rent prices are ridiculous. Housing prices are ridiculous. Like I think the median house price is like $550,000 for like a little shitty two bedroom, two bath. It's, it's tough. That's the worst part about it is wanting to actually start my life here is, is tough to think about, but the city itself is awesome. It's younger. There's a lot of people that are transplants. There's not a lot of people that are from Denver. So it's a very like, I don't know, open-minded city, I guess. There's not a lot of like Denver purists because not a lot of people are from here. Yeah. That's what I do here. I do hear the, the cost of real estate is getting crazy, crazy in Denver. It's like unimaginable now. Well, people are leaving Silicon Valley to start moving more east because San Francisco is ridiculous. So like in Arizona, the rent prices and everything's going up super high. Denver has a big uh, like fintech area. Like we have a lot of fintech companies here. Like Slack has a headquarters here. There's a lot of places here that are tech companies. They're getting people to move here, which is driving real estate up. And like I was talking to my dad today. I mean, for the last 20 years, it feels like people are just constantly moving to Denver. Like it's a place that people want to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's awesome there. I love it. The weather there is probably one of my favorite places to go in terms of this, like the humidity is so, it's just like the summer is real. Yeah. There's nothing. It's just, you can wear your hair however you want. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Awesome. 
It snowed, I think, eight inches on Sunday. It was 72 degrees today, and all the snow's gone. So it's kind of yeah. crazy, but it's better than, like, the Midwest. Oh, sure. Well, good, good. Well, um, I'm glad that you're here. And then, Greggy, do you want to talk? <laughs> I never yeah. talked to you before. So <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Steffi. Uh, yeah, I'm Greg. Uh, Greg Pyle. I'm the uh, number two of a three-man team with Healthy Scratches podcast. Um, I have... I've lived in Tampa my entire life. Uh, Stephanie, we're friends with pretty much the same people uh, that have grown up here. My best friend, Nick Frassi, who was on episode three. That's really how I got involved in our friend group. I know that you went to, I think, UT. And, you know, that's how you became friends with um, the rest of the girls. Uh, I'm a father of two. I'm turning 32 in February. Um, I have made a career in the uh, call center business, call center outsourcing, so strategic account management, really cr uh, client relations. Um, unfortunately, uh, my last employer um, didn't see the value that I had, obviously. Uh, so I'm not in FinTech, I'm not in finance, um, looking for a job in more uh, vendor management. So I'm in between jobs, which a lot of Americans are right now. So I'm one of those people that was let go during COVID. Uh, I'm gonna put that, as a direct link to COVID. Is it a direct oh, yeah. link? No, but <laughs> every interview, yeah, COVID fucking sucks. <laughs> I can't uh, believe it was COVID. You couldn't have like, it couldn't have happened at a better time to be honest, because now you have that to leverage COVID. Absolutely, yeah, I, I moved into a position. So I don't know how much background you want me to do, but I moved into a position a year ago in direct sales within the call center space. Mm -hmm. I am very good at building relationships like farming, but hunting, not a fan. Uh, yeah. So I was put into a position, not a fan of. Uh, got fired, uh, now living off one wage with my wife. I Again, I have two daughters. My daughter's birthday is on Sunday. Uh, we have Sesame Street themed birthday. Uh, she loves Big Bird. Count is her favorite. She counted to five today. I'm oh. a great goddamn genius. Um, and she's <laughs> Um, but I've lived in Florida my entire life. I've never ventured out. The farthest I've got is, uh, Orlando. I went to UCF for three years, um, had a 4.3 GPA, couldn't get into school. So I followed a girlfriend, uh, out of high school to Tallahassee, uh, to Tallahassee community college. And we broke up a month after being there. Uh, we can get into this later. Cause I know that this is your podcast. We can talk about life wow. journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, this is that was a tough one. Uh, but yeah, uh, ended up at UCF. Uh, that's where I met my wife, Annie. Um, we have an 11 or 12 year old and now a two year old daughter. Uh, and that's really what fills my time. I do mm -hmm. gymnastics in my free time with my two year old daughter. I do. I just got late for this because I was at golf with my oldest daughter. And we also went to swimming uh, with Kennedy this morning. So life is filled. Um, I don't know how many parents you've had of older kids on your podcast, but I'm probably the first one uh, that has some intellect into what parenting actually is. Mm. And I'll be honest with you, stay just a couple as long as you can. <laughs> do, not, I will, do not have kids. Well, yeah, you know, you have two, two beautiful girls. Oh my God. They're the best. They're the best. And uh, I know I can't wait to celebrate Kennedy's uh, second it's Sunday, right? That we're uh, yeah. We build a we build a Sesame Street sign for her, and I yeah. said I said this on last night or two nights ago's episode. When I say I built, my dad built a Kennedy Street, 
and I simply just painted it. But when you see it on Sunday, it's it's a it's a great piece of uh, architecture, and I'm gonna tag my name to it. But I'm like the least manliest man you could even think of. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll tag my name to it. My dad made it, but it's gonna be great. So. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, um, I wanted to talk about this too because I know you guys both touched on your podcast. Did you guys want to talk about how you guys started the podcast? What brought you guys? <laughs> together <laughs> the the start of the podcast is a contentious story between greg and i we um so it started when it was just greg and i we talked about it for uh, similarly to how we got on it actually is not too different to how you got us on this we talked about it for a very long time before we actually put any wheels into motion and then we made the genius decision to st- where it's a primarily sports podcast it's kind of pop culture kind of like i guess you could say comedy neither of us are comedians by any means but we try to make light out of shittier situations or whatever's going on yeah. um covid strikes there's no more sports there's nothing going on and craig and i are like let's do this and we finally got into it um and then around episode 20 we brought one of my college buddies on his name's darrow he was a uh, journalism major he wanted to get into sports journalism so he's he brings like a background of actually researching things where greg and i were kind of just flying by the seat of our pants and the saying, worst. I, think that, I think that sounds right yeah i listen to you guys and i'm like this guy is like you both you all three of you are dropping knowledge but he's like coming in hot with like stats and stuff like yeah. i mean you all do but like you which means me. he's a loser i mean which <laughs> means he's a loser who gives a shit about the stats like we're just we're talking about nonsense. Who cares? Greg, like you like inter- intervene. You're like, um, no, I actually think this. Da, 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 da. And like, yeah. It's it's funny to listen to you guys. You guys are very good. I'm I'm very impressed. So, so what and- I, I'm sorry to interrupt. What I'll say is I think what we developed was a a direct indication that anyone can start a podcast, right? In this <laughs> Yeah, I mean do we know what right no, here. not even you, because you have yeah. topics and like you have a direction. Yeah. We don't know, as Jordan said before we started recording, we don't know what we're talking about 15 minutes before we even get on. Obviously, we're all in social media, we are on Twitter, we know what's going on, but there is no thought. So it's like a, a very raw sense of like what the average guy would think about either social which we had Javon Glasgow on. I don't know if you heard that issue when yeah. uh, the race riots were happening um, in Minnesota. We we brought him on, who was a colleague of mine at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, mm-hmm. um, which was probably our, our only serious episode. But it yeah. was like mm-hmm. an, an opportunity for us to understand as t- late 20, early 30 white American males what we should be doing in this time. I thought it was a very um, impactful episode. But the rest of them are just nonsense, just nonsensical <laughs> episodes of what's going on in sports, what's going on. You know, Kim Kardashian takes 50 of her closest friends to a private island and acts like it's normal. Well, I, if, if I had a job, I couldn't take 50 of my closest friends to the local island and have a normal, you know, thing. So that, that's really what yeah. we try to do is make fun of most things that are happening in the world be that sports be that pop culture be that musically be that politically um you know and as jordan said we started this possible time before <laughs> because zero sports were happening um but okay. you know we're what, 55 episodes in and, i know so you know, many we've had, some, we've had a little bit of success and i think that 
um, I may be going through what you want to say, but it, it's helped people start podcasts because I get to talk to Jordan twice, one to two times a week where he lives in Denver. I live in Tampa. It gives us an opportunity to talk to each other and have a conversation. It just so happens that um, like six people listen to it now. <laughs> Literally, there. I like look back. I'm like, oh, nobody listened to this one episode I just released. Awesome. Um, but it's like fun. Like you said, you get to talk to your friends. Um, I mean, his name's Darrow. You guys call him Darrow? Yeah, Darrow. His yeah, last name. Okay. Yeah. 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 And where I don't know where he lives. I forget because I Columbus. have listened. Okay. And yeah, you get to talk to Jordy's in Denver. That's so cool. And I'm I'm all about just like this is like more for fun and a hobby. And you guys did inspire me to do this because I remember you were like nobody listens to this or you're like, I mean, some people do, but it's just like, have fun with it, you know? Yeah. And I was like, all right, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do it because I have been talking about it for like two years around relationships, like stuff, because I went through the ringer on some things and I have some really good stories. And then I started telling my friends who are like, you should, you should do a podcast. And I was like, yeah. no, but <laughs> now I, yeah, listen, you guys, I was like, all right, I'll do it. It's, Sounds like it's kind of easy, but it's actually a lot of work, I will say. It, it is, and it's more work for Jordan than myself. Again, I call myself the talent, and I'm not the talent <laughs> by any means. But Jordan's the one, like, editing and putting the episodes up. But it's like, in 2020, I feel like the new podcasters are what bloggers were in the early 2010s, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if we weren't doing this, I feel like Stephanie would have put those into words and put on a blog. And now we're just able to you know, speak to a microphone and broadcast it to whoever can find us. So it's definitely interesting. And I would, um, yeah. the more the merrier in terms of people podcasting. Yeah. It's therapy for us as well, which is. Nice. I was going to say that. Yeah. I'd, like to, I'd like to flip it on you a little bit, Steph. Do you find that, I Greg and I have talked about this a few times on our podcast, that like shit kind of sucks right now. Like it's not fun. You're stuck at home. Like my day, I was talking to my boss the other day, like. He was like, how are you dealing with it? I was like, it kind of sucks that like all I do is close my laptop and I stay in the same fucking seat and sit here and watch whatever's on, right? No cursing yeah. on this podcast. Oh, oh no, you can. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I, it's explicit. <laughs> Greg and I and Darrow too are very like we talk about like when athletes come out about mental health and talking about stuff that you're going through. Like we both find it very like Greg said, therapeutic to just sit and talk to somebody that you don't normally get to talk to. Like, would Greg, would I call Greg every twice a week? Probably not. But to sit on a podcast, he and I can shoot the shit and talk about nonsense and laugh. And at least for an hour and a half a day, it's never really felt like work. It's felt like it's just been kind of fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's just been a really, during this current climate of stuff, um, I don't know. I, I got to a point where I was, yeah. I mean, bored at home and then bored working at home. And I'm just like, I need something to do. I need a hobby. I, I'm trying to, I've been trying to create hobbies for a long time. I'm like, oh, I'll start drawing because I like to draw. Nobody knows that. That's very odd. I'm sure people will learn I'm that. I'm we could bring that out. I'm glad that we could <laughs> let your listeners know that you are an artist. Yeah. But, you know, this is interesting because I read an article and they were like, you know, finding hobbies actually makes you a smarter person because you end up finding like pulling out your creative juices and you have to work out something that you're more passionate about. So this is something I'm like, Oh, th this can be a fun hobby that I actually enjoy. I was trying to figure out where I could like find excitement and stuff, especially again, like during this weird, weird time where we're all home. Um, luckily enough, Florida's like opening up, you know, you restaurants guys are, and you bars. Guys are the reason Denver's Our governor closing. doesn't give a shit and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys are <laughs> fucking everything up for me. Cause we're going back down on quarantine because you guys can't stay inside and yeah. cases are going up. 
it's also terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's not ideal. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I don't I'm very careful what I say about COVID because people are so sensitive to it. You know, do you want so, me to be you want me to be say, sensitive I as well? I don't care at all. Yeah. I don't, I just, I talked about this on last, my last episode. Europe's, I know you're, I know everyone's go, like, it's, it's like the, the flu, right? Like we're going to see an increase during this fall season. Yeah. But I, I relate everything to sports because I'm so simple minded, right? That's the only thing I really think about. If, if I watched a game in China today on, on my, my laptop in soccer, right? That's where I'm at in my life. I'm watching Chinese soccer there's fans in the stands there's fans in the stands in like europe i don't understand as a first world country we can't figure this out before anyone else and that's what frustrates me the most and i said this on what was it tuesday we recorded jordan jordan yeah like how do we not figure out as the united states of america what the hell to do like i am yeah wear a mask get it done but yeah I could be I could be an idiot, Stephanie. I really could. And I could eat my words here in the next two months. But we should be in full force just having our times of our lives. I can't believe it. I, my daughter's been working schooling from home for the last goddamn nine months. Have you ever had a 12-year-old in your house for the last nine months every single Oh, I can't imagine. I can't. I'm give I give props to you all of you parents because like I'm on the phone a lot with people interviewing them or just like just talking to them about, you know, clients and stuff and, or whatever. And there's kids in the background screaming. I'm like, Oh my God. And I, it's like, See, now that's that unprofessional. Know, that's deal. unprofessional. That's unprofessional. <laughs> During my interviews, I locked my youngest daughter in a room in her crib and just let her cry. I mean, that's just, that person shouldn't be hired. I mean, it's, it's a kind of like, in a way, yes, I would have thought that pre-COVID, but now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> during COVID, I'm like, well, this is this is life now. I don't know. All right. Well, we're going to um, talk a little bit about, like, I'm going to throw some random questions at you. Um, I, you was know, praying, I was praying you were going to say switch gears because Greg hates when I say it. <laughs> let's That's switch gears. Like, yeah, let's switch gears. <laughs> <laughs> So how do you guys, um, well, Jordy, how do you think your family and friends would describe you? Stupid. Um, no, I would say in an honest way, I've been very lucky. I got super lucky on my last job switch. Like I quit. I was with a different financial firm. They closed their office in Tampa. I quit stuff. You actually helped me with my resume when I was trying to find a new one. And then I got an offer to move to Orlando and I just kind of did it. And then I got an offer to come to Denver and I just kind of did it. I would think they would, I would hope they would describe me as kind of just like, I don't know, go get her such a horrible word. I don't like it at all, but like just kind of chasing like whatever makes me happy. Right. Like I, that's kind of what I'd like them to see me as not like abandoning them, but that's, that's what I would like to think of me as. And Oh God, here goes Greg. Well, Greg's one of my friends. So let's hear what he has to say. <laughs> I would. So I've known Jordan since he was born. I would consider Jordan one of the smartest people that I know, not in terms of general intelligence, no, not like societal intelligence, but like book smarts. He is one of the most intelligent people that I know. Everything comes easy. Uh, for me, it's like an idiot. And I, there's words that I want to use, but in 2020, I can't, I would describe myself. 
Jordan's the exact opposite. He is everything comes easy. He's very and he can talk to anybody. So mm-hmm. I would say that anything he does in his life, he'll be successful at just because he has the opportunity to just look internally and know that he can do it. Oh, that's really nice. That's I, awesome. That's so, a tough answer for me, but I would I thank you. I would agree. <laughs> that's awesome. So I mean, I, I can say the same. You do get along with anybody. I can I can definitely see that. Yeah, um, I do my best. I'm a big uh I believe in karma pretty hard. Like what goes around comes around. So I being mean to people is not like in my nature because then I'll get like a flat tire or something shitty will happen. Oh yeah. Okay. Is that a new fucking thought? Because <laughs> you've been a fucking piece of shit your entire life too. God bless it. We're not gonna let this fucking slide. Okay. So Greg, how do you what I'm gonna switch it to you? Let's switch gear. No, I can't. We're not gonna switch gears, I guess. Uh, let's it's gonna be stuck in your head the rest of the time. <laughs> I know. So how would you answer that for yourself? Like what do you think your fa- family and friends, um, how would they describe you? sarcastic would be one. I think anyone that's ever yeah. met me would be sarcastic. Uh, if we look at positives, I would say loyal to a fault. Um, uh, with a lot of my friends, it doesn't matter if they burn burn me multiple times, I'll be loyal. Um, but I, I try to make it light of everything, right? Life's so mm-hmm. tough that if I can't laugh at it, I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, which may be good, may be bad, but I'm always going to find humor in everything I do. Um, I've also often said that I wish I had the confidence to do like stand up comedy because I think that like I could do it, but my crippling anxiety would never allow me to do that. I'd shit my pants like I did in seventh grade. <laughs> There's no way I'd be able to fucking do it. Oh my God, no. You shit your pants in seventh grade? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone from Walker Middle School will hear this, but it was like sixth period. Yeah, I shit my pants in seventh grade. What is- uh, <laughs> it's like so traumatizing. You remember the period and everything. You're like, oh, sixth period at like 115. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, like I've been very open about that. I've shit my pants multiple times. Atlanta Airport when I was 12. Oh, shit. Uh, my 30th birthday in my bed (laughs) i mean just Mm. it's a combination between ibs and just a lack of bladder control or bowel control but um i would say here's the how do you think your family or friends would describe you i would say just sarcastic and humorous and try to be fun loving with the temper that doesn't match his real personality and that's my father's fault I was yeah. going to, and I'll, I'll, I want to chime in because I'll attest to that. Greg is very sarcastic. It'll give you a lot of shit for a lot of things. But at the end of the day, he would do anything for you, but he may bitch about it the entire time. If you ask him to help you, uh, he's more than willing, but he's <laughs> going to make sure that you know that he's doing you a favor the entire time. So I'll <laughs> say this, like my, my, my grandfather who passed last year, my dad and myself are all the same person. Like we'll walk into a room stir the pot and just walk out and see the other people just talk shit to each other. 100%. 100%. You know what's funny? That's how Frankie is. Like, he's very um, low-key like that, though. Um, For anybody who's listening to this, he's my... I've talked about it a couple times before, but he's my boyfriend, and he's kind of like dry humor. You guys both have, like, a similar... I would say I'm very dry. Yes. Yeah. Like, a a big dry humor. So, Frankie likes to, like, in a different way, I think, like, less um explicit maybe than you or something he's like very low-key not the right i would word. say less asshole 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like a yeah. nicer way of being dry humor. And he will like, I, I always tell him that I'm like, dude, you stir the pot and you're like, let me see what's going to happen. And I like, he like walks out like that girl, the, the burning fire in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that. that Frankie is definitely smarter than me because he can do it without anyone knowing he's doing it. Exactly. Like when I do it, I have to be explicit. As you said, I have to be an asshole. I have to be the guy that gets the laugh where Frankie's just like, I did this. And he just goes, <laughs> you see, he, he like turns to me and goes, see what I just did. And it's like, perfect. That's so true. So true. Okay. So what is your guys, uh, Jordy, what is your favorite curse word? Uh, it's gotta be fuck. I probably, and it's probably the hockey in me, uh, that and being raised by Greg Pyle and Nick Frassi. I think my brother quoted one time, uh, I think I have a bad mouth. You should listen to my 13 year old brother. I, uh, I've had a pretty bad mouth my entire life. But it's a it's a great I'll call it an adjective for anything to really hammer your point home. And I'll attribute it directly to my counterpart here and my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Great word. What do I you mean, think? Greg? I, I, it would have it would have to be that because it can it go it goes for everything. I mean, the, the word yeah. fuck goes for everything. Uh, but I will say to back up how I think I'm more intelligent than I am. People who curse more are more intelligent is what I've read. <laughs> I've heard that uh, too. So yeah. we're all on the so, same page then. <laughs> I mean, like I've been in, which is probably why I was fired as well. Like I've been in business meetings where I'm like, you curse, like you, you're not supposed to curse in business meetings, but like, that's just my personality and it could be anything. I need to tell you a story today happened to my daughter. Uh, oh. She's doing virtual school schooling and there's on zoom and you can privately chat in between the students. Mm-hmm. A girl called her a stupid uh, C word today. No. Oh. Yeah. Took a picture of that. Brianna, you're getting expelled. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, Brianna. Is her name yeah. Brianna? God. Yeah. What? Yeah, she's getting expelled. Yeah. That, like, that's the that's the work? difficulty of being a parent right now. Yeah. And oh. the teachers aren't turning off chat. So she was called. She she didn't understand what that last word was. She goes, oh, I thought she was just calling me stupid. I go, never use that word until you're of age. <laughs> and, and, and until you're really upset <laughs> I really think somebody is one or she probably hears that stuff at home you know i don't know or she's just like on the internet i mean this is a, magnet, too school. Is a, this is a magnet school i mean this is not like this is like you had to be accepted off of like intelligence apparently this woman as i said people who are intelligent use curse words apparently she's more intelligent than all of us she's using <laughs> um <laughs> So this is a good um, organist your gears. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a good thing. Did you guys watch the social dilemma documentary? Because this is something that's interesting too. You know, with kids now having, you know, social media and all that. Because, I mean, I'm sure Aubrey's like on it right all the time. I don't know. Does she have like Instagram? Yeah, she has an iPad where she can talk to her friends and yeah, like. I didn't, I did not watch. So your question was, have you watched it? I have not. I've chosen not to watch it. Basically because I set a time limit on my social media, on my phone. And every night I hit ignore, right? I'm on it all the time. It's not good. Uh, But I see my daughter and like, this has been, and I don't, I I don't know your demographic in terms of if they want to hear what my daughter's going through, but like Mm -hmm. we talked about school and then like, there's like bullying with like her friends, like inner squad, like bullying with their friends and stuff on mm-hmm. social media. And she doesn't have Facebook. She has like Facebook messengers so she can talk to us. She doesn't have a phone. Yeah. But 
it's it's crazy where I used to just bully kids as a two foot three, 13 year old <laughs> to their face. Now you're able to hide behind like a screen. And they can't do anything about it. And especially in COVID times where mm-hmm. if you're talking shit to someone online, cause you're never going to see him for seven months. So it's, it's definitely tough for kids. Jordan, I know you watched this, didn't you? Yeah. So we talked about this in our podcast a little bit. Um, I did watch it. It's alarming to say the least the entire documentary and it's not like so i'm sure most people have seen blackfish and you look back and like they talk about the employees like the people that they had on there were like ex world employees that were fired for various reasons so they may have had a grudge and they may have elaborated on things that may not have been the complete truth yeah this was like the director of sales for twitter and like very very high up people that know what's going on and like i said i work for a fintech company and like it's pretty terrifying and i thought they did a really good job and I assume you watched it too, Steph, when they were doing the depiction of like how the ads worked in the background and how they were trying to grab your attention mm-hmm. of like the people sitting in a little control room. They were like, all right, now show an ad for this. And it was like, he hasn't been around for a while. Say his ex-girlfriend posted a new picture. And like all of that was like, and then I find myself sitting on Very Instagram. Scary. Yeah, I find myself sitting on Instagram and then like 10 minutes go by and then like an hour and a half has gone by and I've just been scrolling. And it's like, I have not consumed anything that has brought any value to my life, but I've wasted yeah. an hour and a half doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It is really scary to think about. And um, us girls were talking about it. We went to Scottsdale this past, uh, yeah, this past weekend. Well, like was two it two weekends, weekends ago? Two oh weekends ago, yeah. Uh, time's flying by. Um, for my friend Meg's bachelorette, and we were all talking about how scary it is and how, I mean, for us, I, I mean, uh, we can move on with our lives. Somebody says something shitty, we're like, Okay, well, whatever. And that, it, but kids, I feel like they post a picture and somebody, just one asshole said something mean and they can take that and be hurt for years after that. It's just like a scary feeling. And I think that's what got me. And obviously there's a whole lot they talk about in terms of like technology and like where it's going in the direction of it. But yeah, it is. it was, like, the best word is very alarming, um, but I don't think much many people are going to delete their stuff from it. I think people are going to continue to do as normal, but I but uh, so I'm coming from a a parent side of everything and it's you I grew up pre-internet, pre-social media. I understood how it worked. Mm-hmm. I think my generation and Steph when you have children, your generation and Jordan when you have kids, mm-hmm. it's easier for me to or maybe more difficult because I know that they have to be guarded about what can be said online. Right. So I know what I, if I allow my daughter to have Facebook, if I understand, if I allow my daughter to have Instagram, um, Twitter, whatever she says, I don't care, but if she's posting mm-hmm. pictures, not, but the, the thought of someone being able to hide behind a keyboard and make fun of her would be tough for me. And I, it may hurt her popularity in the short term, but I think my wife and I's decision to not allow her to have those, the social media accounts, mm-hmm. protecting her in the long term, because there's no reason why you should support a prepubescent kid who has hormones running through her body, yeah. allow them to have that one jackass say something bad that ruins their self-confidence and mm-hmm. self-esteem 
for years to come. So mm-hmm. I think if I can be an advocate of parents, and again, I'm 31 years old with an 11 year old, don't subject your kid to that. I mean, that's just, it's almost like logic to me. I don't understand why we're allowing, I get this, you can have a cell phone, but don't allow your kid to be subjected to that. Cyberbullying is very serious. I, and we'll talk about the, one of these questions, what were you like in high school? I was a bully because I was so small. I had to be a bully just to mm-hmm. not get made fun of, right? But if I could, uh, Jordan, can you imagine if I had social media when I was <laughs> 15, 12, 15 years old. Yeah. You were a bully? No. I I mean, I mean, I guess I can kind of see you being like, you know, standing up for yourself and stuff, but I don't know if I can see you as a bully bully. Well, I was so when, when I say bully, let me step in real quick. It's not a bully in the sense of like Billy Madison or Doyle rules, like giving the kids wedges. Yeah. It was like it was more of like a self. And for anyone that doesn't know Greg, Greg was very very small as a kid, and it was more of a self defense mechanism. And Greg is also extremely witty, and he's smarter than you at making fun of you, where things may not hit initially. He's not gonna like drop egregiously aggressive things like i won't be like a dick to you but i'll say something like Mm -hmm. witty were you like you have to think about it and it's like fuck really and like it kind of hurts a little bit deeper because it's not a surface level insult it's like a it kind of gets into your subconscious and it's more of a defense mechanism because as a small kid he could easily get picked on but if he's smarter than you and can get around you with his words he can defect himself or defend himself prior to you doing anything just by Mm -hmm. being smarter and wittier because then you think about the insult and you're like Holy shit, that was wait, hold on. I it's like rethink your life at some of the things yeah. that he would say because they're they're so deep. Yeah, and you all like one of the questions that we that you did not ask was how would you describe yourself in one word? It'd be self-deprecating, right? Mm-hmm. I was the guy that would make fun of myself before anyone else could. Mm-hmm. And that takes away all the power of people. If you can make fun of yourself before anyone can be like, you're mm-hmm. you're it, this may not be a PC word, but you're a midget. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm small. I know that. Like you just take it away. And that's yep. how I, I did it. And then anyone that wanted to be like bigger than me, I, as Jordan said, I would just, I would make them my size with my words mm-hmm. and they couldn't fight me with their words. I was not smart because I, I mean, I was smart with my words and they could not defeat me in that. And I knew that, uh, which also made me very sarcastic and very, very cold. <laughs> Well, no, it's funny that you say this too, because um, I don't know who I was telling. I think it was like one of the girls. I was like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast with like Greg and Jordy soon. And they were like, oh, I can't wait to see you and Greg on a podcast together because you are so awkward. Greg comes in hot with some like sarcasm and you don't know how to handle it. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so true. Uh, No, I know time and place. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't attack those that don't need to be attacked. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I, and when I say I'm loyal, right? Like, I, loyal my friends, like, I will be the one to almost put it upon myself to, like, step up for them and make, like, be, like, again, I'm, I'm 5'10". I'm not a big person. <laughs> But that's with my words, type I, for men though, Greg, like you're not like a five six guy. Like I mean, if you're five 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 well, that's six, because I'm of like, the, that's a small guy. That's because that's of because of the problems. human growth hormones I took from seventh to tenth grade. I mean, I did this to myself. I made sure I was taller. But like that's like where I get myself in trouble is I I I used my words and I try to stand up for people 
that I think are vulnerable and don't see the whole situation, which has gotten me in trouble in the past with friends relationships. And I think, you know what I'm talking about? Like I've, I've gotten myself in trouble by being loyal and almost put my own foot in my mouth when I shouldn't. And I've learned that over the last couple of years of just like step back, realize that this is not my fight. And I think I've become a better person over the last couple of years by doing that. So, yeah, I love it. Well, this is a good question too to lean, uh, dive into is yeah, Jordy, I know you're, well, you're 27. What's your birthday? I just passed October 16th. Oh, happy belated Libra. Appreciate it. Um, so what advice would you give yourself? Maybe, I I guess I'm going to say you're in early twenties, maybe like 20, 21, 22. Um, is there some advice that you would give yourself that you feel like you, you maybe have needed? (laughs) Um, I, I, I would do it less of advice that I think I needed and more of like a reassurance of things that I had thought. So like I quit, so I told you I quit my job but like, cause they closed the office, but I quit well before they actually closed the office. And like my, I was still living at home at the time. I had saved some money. My dad was fucking pissed. Like I came home and I was like, yeah, I quit. He was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And then my, my stepmom um, lives there as well. She was not happy with me either. Everyone was very upset. And like in my mind, I was like, it'll all work out. Like I was telling them like, Hey, it always works out. It, it will. I would, I would reassure that to myself. Like, Hey, go with what you believe in, go with what you think just kind of believe in yourself and it's all going to work out. And I think Greg said it, I, I kind of stumble into things. I'm, I'm lucky in that way, but I'm a good personality where I can kind of talk my way through interviews and stuff. So when I quit, I, in my mind, I was just like, it's going to work out. It always does. Right. And that's what I'd always thought. And like now looking back and I talked to my dad about this, not that long ago, I was just like, I told you it was all going to work out. So I, I would more less of like what I should know. Cause I'm still, I mean, I'm still pretty naive to everything. Like I said, I don't have a family. I don't have any of that. Just kind You're of a child. I am a child. So uh, just like I said, pretty much just reassuring, like, yes, you're right. Believe in yourself and it's going to work out and like do your best. Also, that that's bad advice for everybody because there's an element of like you have to work really hard at what you do and kind of have a passion for it. But like for myself, I would say just reassure that. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I do think you need to work very hard for what you want. I mean, that, that is, I, I feel like the, think people are saying like, things will fall on your lap, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mm, It doesn't no. really happen. Yeah. So. I think you do need to work for it. Yeah. There's an element too, though, of like, and I, I'm not naive to this, that there is an element of luck in everything. And like, there's a right time and a right place. So you do have to be kind of lucky, but it's kind of what you do. I think everybody gets those opportunities. I don't think I'm lucky in the fact that I got the opportunities, but it's like what you do with them. Right. And mm-hmm. kind of that's where like believing in yourself and kind of going after what you want versus just like hoping you're going to win the lottery or like our podcast picks up and that's how I'm going to make money. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff probably won't happen. So I'm not doing the right thing. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. What the heck's going on? Yeah. What the hell? (laughs) Touch it back on social media. One viral clip and we're, we're golden. So what you're saying, Jordan, is like preparation, like what luck is preparation meets opportunity, right? So you prepared yourself and you were able to say, I can quit now because I am prepared when the next opportunity comes, I'll be able to fulfill that and be successful. So that's not a crazy thing. And when you're, I quit my first job and I think the next question will be, what advice would I give myself in the early 20s? you quit your job knowing that it wasn't right for you and you didn't have an opportunity there and you didn't have a future. So it's like, let me get out now and find some, let me dedicate my time to what I can do. Right. Mm -hmm. When I was early twenties, I thought 
take whatever opportunity is put in front of me and just accept it. And if I could go back, I would have been a little more picky about the opportunities that were presented before me. My first job was cold calling 100 calls a day, hearing 90, no, 99 no's a day, right? Like, yeah. it's just, it's not successful. It's not, yes, I understood the the art of the sale and I understood that you know, no is a big portion of sales. You know what I also found out? I fucking hate sales. Like I hate it. I love client yeah. relations. I love building relationships. I like doing that. And I'm a totally different person in my business world than I am mm-hmm. in my social world, right? I, I'm i a big believer, no new friends. I don't fucking care who you are. I don't like you. That's my initial yeah. thing is I don't like you. Prove to me why I should like you. But when mm-hmm. it comes to business, it's, we're on the same team. I want to be successful. Let's be friends. Let's figure out a way. So mm-hmm. if I were to go back to my early twenties, one, I would have gone back to when I transferred, when I got accepted to UCF, I would have not gone into a general uh, business degree because there's no uh, direct route of what you can do. Right. You did finance. Gordon. Um, Steph, I don't know what you did, but you ended up in recruiting, and I would assume HR. I don't. Is that HR? I don't know how stupid yeah, I sound. Yeah, I did marketing, that. but I ended up in HR. I guess. Yeah. Yep. You see, like I didn't even go to marketing. I just did general business management, which pretty means you have nothing. Go into sales, right? Like I wish I did. Fuck, if I could go back, I would love to done like acting or something like that's like a passion of mine like yeah. it would have been cool to do something where i could and i wouldn't have made no money but i'm unemployed now i'm making no money now so who gives a fuck i should have done acting <laughs> well it's uh, also like i feel like those people need a, like a big break right like they need just like to have one hit just like i don't know yeah but i mean i'm hilarious so it should have it should have already happened <laughs> uh just kidding uh but yeah i would go back and say one i would have changed my degree to something more focused and then I would have told myself that I don't jump at the first opportunity just because it's taking longer for you to get the opportunity. Like mm-hmm. know your self-worth. Know, and I, I think that even translates to now with job searching. Like know your self-worth. Don't go into something that you'll hate. My last two jobs, I once I enterprise was bad. I mean, they just work you like a slave. And then once I moved into sales within the call center environment, like I just did it because they asked me to do it. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a good fit, like know your self-worth, know what you want to do and be able to say no to opportunities that you know, aren't good for you. Cause mm-hmm. I did not, even as a fuck a 29, 30 year old, I didn't know that. And that's something I've learned and been able to self-reflect over the last probably nine months of you're better than you think you are. And I think that's important for everyone to hear. Like you, you aren't a, and I, this is, I think, is this a therapy session? Cause I think this is a therapy. <laughs> like, I'm loving this. I'm learning a lot right. about you. She's people. actually billing you right now. The, the meter's going up. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I, we, and Jordan, you talked about this before. We talk about like, um, ah, fuck. Um, mental health on our podcast, even though we have to realize like we're all humans mm-hmm. and you need to realize like there's so much self doubt in all of us. And I think that's what social media does it going back to the social dilemma. Like you see all these other people successful and you only see their like best things about them, but you don't know what's happening on the inside. 
And that's, I don't post on social media, but if I did, it would be only the good things. But like when Jordan and I talk, it's like, fuck, I'm going through this. Yeah. Like yeah. it's okay to talk to other people mm-hmm. and, uh, or talk about how you're feeling. So I would be more open. And I think that's where a lot of, and I'm rambling and I'm probably taking, I'm, I feel like Daryl in our podcast, we're doing a diatribe here, but, um, <laughs> be able to like talk to people. Like I would, I wish I would yeah. don't, I held everything in, in my early twenties and didn't allow myself to feel vulnerable. And I think when you feel vulnerable, you're most successful, mm-hmm. right? When you're able to sh- tell people how you feel and why you feel that and don't hide behind a wall that you've built through your entire life, you're going to be successful. And I wish I knew that earlier. And I wish I did not find that out over the last six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, no, well, it's good you found it out now. I mean, I think it. this is kind of, I guess, a good therapy session, but I... I was so, so worried when I was in my early 20s till, till now, which has gotten a lot better is caring about what people think. I'm a people pleaser for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's exhausting to the point where I'm just like this every, for the past two years, I've said, this is going to be my year of no, this is going to be my year of no, I'm not going to say yes to somebody because it actually ends up in failure because I end up saying yes so much to people that yep. I end up not being able to deliver and I can't make it. I'm like, oh, should I double booked? Oh, like I actually can't make it, but I didn't, I felt bad saying no. Um, so it's actually, then you end up in like, you end up in like weird, I'm not saying you, I'm just saying in general, like weird relationships and where you're not happy and you don't want to be there, but you're too afraid to say, this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. Like, let me get out of here, which is different with me because I've always said no. And then I come (laughs) off as an asshole. (laughs) I wish, I I wish I had it in my genes though. Like, but I think that's what you see. Like when you get older and Jordan, you're now 27. I've always thought of Jordan as like, in my mind, he's still 15 years old because I knew him since he was young, but like, I'll include him in that conversation. You learn, like you don't need that many people in your life to feel confident. Like the more people you have, the more people you're trying to please, the worst off you're going to be the worst off. I don't know if that's the worst, the right word, but the worst off you're going to be. Um, and I think that's, it's great to hear that you're now understanding that because Mm -hmm. who gives a fuck what people think? Like, that's where I've, I've actually been pretty lucky in my life. It's like, fuck you. I don't care. Like, you're going to call me an asshole. You're going to call me this. You're, you're in my head and this is going to sound bad. You're in my head. You're a loser. I don't care. Like, yeah. Fuck off. I don't just get out of my head. <laughs> and it sounds like you had trouble with that. Like in your twenties, like always trying to like, there's multiple people, but you, you, you sit back and you say, I got Frankie. I got my close friends. I got my family. That's all it really cares. Nobody else really cares about you at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. that's something that I'm glad that you're, you're finally saying that. And it's like, yeah, I'm happy with where I'm at. And these are the people I care about pleasing. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because with this like podcast thing, cause it was so tough for me to do it because I was too nervous what people would think. Right. So I, you know, it, you know, Frankie was like, I told him about it and he's like, just do it. Like who gives yeah. a shit what people think? Yeah. Just do it. And he started looking at podcast kits for me and I'm like, okay, if you really want me to, he's like, Seth, like literally who cares? Like yeah. do you be yourself and you know, say your truth. And I'm like, you know, I needed the support, you know, yeah. maybe to do that. And, um, having that, made me just like go for it so and like i said is- I, I, I don't i and i don't know if you have different aspirations than us but like like i said earlier 
it's more of a it's a fun thing to do and I get to connect to people that I actually care about and I want to talk to versus yeah. like I don't if it go if it gets big and it, it's successful awesome if it doesn't and we go 200 episodes and we have 500 total listeners like who care like whatever like the, it was fun yeah, for me the entire time that we did it yeah that's awesome and that's still a lot 500 followers holy shit we're at <laughs> I, I think I looked the other day. We're, we're not like, getting oh, it. We're not getting in numbers. We're not. We're, it's a great, <laughs> it's a great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no. it's a great podcast. We're not getting in numbers. Uh, uh, we're enjoying ourselves, and that's all that matters. It's quasi successful for no any no promotion. I miss Drake. We need Drake back. Drake, if you hear this, come back, please. <laughs> well, this is yeah. This is all really great stuff, and I'm glad we had this like little bit of uh, like you said, therapy sh- sesh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So. A big thing about my podcast is also I talk about um, dating, relationships, women are always asking uh, and dying to ask men questions around dating. So, you know, especially women who are single. So I actually have like a number of friends that um, are single and they're like going through the whole modern dating thing. And I've been there. I've done the online dating stuff. I don't know if you have Greg. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you have because it was before <laughs> after your time of being married. Yeah. I, I don't know, like when even Tinder and all that stuff came out. I forget the year. But Greg, I'm not Greg. Uh, Jordy, have you tried it before? Or so Tinder came out when I was like a sophomore in college. Like it was like right in the heart of my college experience. So Tinder is something that I'm very familiar with, and Hinge okay. and Bumble and all of those. Okay. Okay. So you have you tried it? Uh, Tinder has gotten a weird. I I haven't been on it yeah. in quite a while. No, but yeah, since Tinder was like right in the heart of my college experience, like yeah, we used to be pretty active on Tinder when I was in college. It's still considered like the hookup app. So, um, were you successful, Jordan, on Tinder? Yeah. What was your like go-to line? Like I've never used it. I. I got my wife by dancing alone at FUBAR in Orlando. He, I was peacocking. And she walked up and said, God damn it, you're beautiful. And then yeah, that's how it happened. So, I mean, Did your mate call? You I was dancing by myself, yeah, at a bar. And okay. she walked up. Yeah. No way. Yeah. FUBAR, Orlando, RIP. The, the bar got uh, demolished by uh, an apartment complex. But, yeah, that's where how we met. Yeah. I um love – Love, love Annie, by the way. She is like maybe my one of us. favorite person. Um, I walked out of the bachelorette and I was like, Annie's my new best friend. <laughs> like, yeah, no, she's no, she's she's very she's very manipulative and do that to people. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's just like a positive light. She's down oh, for anything. God. She's like super just like positive. I mean, I don't know how deep you want to get into this, but like that's just who she is. Like mm-hmm. Aubrey. I adopted her when she was seven years old, but Annie had her when she was 18, right? Like if you can have a child at 18 and be successful in life, you got to be pretty fucking positive. Like you yeah. got to understand like there's, there's more to life than just like, cause you see so many people that have kids when they're young and it's, um, mm-hmm. you know, they just like, fuck it. Life's over. No, she was very ambitious. She didn't let her dreams, uh, subside. Um, she's obviously not where she's at, you know, in terms of her career, where she wants to be now in terms of job, but she still has that like drive and that's, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. She's the most positive person I met. And that's what really mm-hmm. drew me to her. What fucking 
nine years ago now. So I absolutely agree with you for sure. Yeah, she's awesome. So have you guys had, um, and this was actually funny, Annie did bring up this question. She's like, you should ask them if you've had a really bad first date before. Is there an experience you've had a really bad first date? I don't know if, Jordy, you can recall. Sure, say, I could try. Uh, like I said, I grew Okay, so you missed the question. I was really excited to hear this because I wanted to hear Greg talk about me in high school and how big of a fucking loser I was. Um, so <laughs> I made a God. huge... So when I was in high school, like video games, and I used to say that like it was hockey that it consumed my life, but I really just hated my high school. And there was a lot of like what you touched on, like trying to please people where I just didn't, I didn't like them very much. And I just like didn't care what they thought. So I just kind of gave up on high school. Okay. So I stuck to video games and hockey. And then when I got into college, it was very different. Like I said, Tinder um, was like a thing. So like, and I, we all went to college. Dating wasn't really a thing. It was like, hey, are you going out? Yeah. Okay. Let's meet up. It wasn't like a super i don't know there wasn't like formal dates so i haven't had anything like because you're a scumbag (laughs) (laughs) i went to i went to a party school so it might have been different for me than than elsewhere but um i did did again i'm so sorry to cut you off i went to ohio university so me and nick went to the same school oh yeah that's a big party school yes yeah so i don't have any like first like bad first dates as far as like, oh, this happened, da 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 da. But there was uh one time I did match with this girl on Tinder. We were talking, we went out to the bar, like, hey, you going out? Same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh we we're drinking and I think we I don't know why. I think we had after hours at our apartment. So we live like on the main strip at OU. So we would have after hours at our apartments. This girl gets back to our apartment. She clearly had drank too much. When I tell you she threw up all over everything, it was like the scene from Dumb and Dumber when there's like the fudge all over the walls. And he's like, he shit all over everything. There was shit everywhere. She puked all over the kitchen, all over the bathroom, all over my MacBook, just like everywhere you could possibly puke. She had puked. And I was like, I just eventually I just like went to bed and like locked my door. My roommate knocks on it. And he was like, so what happened? There's a girl laying on the couch and there's puke everywhere. And I just remember going, yeah, I don't know, man. I wasn't a part of that. Like, see you guys later. And I just like absolutely ignored that it was me at all. That I had even like had her come to after hours. Just oh, like I want God. no association with this. She, she threw up on a $1,300 computer. I was like, what is happening right now? Oh, my God. I wouldn't have. I would have done the same thing. Like just like, nope, I'm out. Gee, gross. Yeah. Uh well, did you hear from her again? No, absolutely not. Yeah, she's probably like, I you never can't see recover. You can't again. recover from that. Even if you don't remember it, like mostly <laughs> yeah. if you remember even a bit of it, you're like, Yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably I'm done on that one. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, well, Greg, what about you? Do you have like a horror story like that? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Um, I, don't think I know many, that I don't think many people do. That was horrible. Which is crazy because I wish this was a vlog and not just a podcast. You can see that I'm a beautiful human being and oh, I've obviously God. been with tons of women. Um, <laughs> but I don't have many first dates. I, I, I met Annie when I was, what, fucking 21, 2011. I had two girlfriends before that, one in high school, one at the beginning of college. So I'm not. I never did Tinder. I never, I've always had girlfriends. So like my first date with Annie was like 
four months after we were talking, it was at an outback after my hockey game at UCF. So it's not like uh, a crazy first date um, experience. Uh, the one before that, I uh, don't really need to talk, but it was like a mutual friend where we just started talking. And the other one was a high school person that I thought was going to marry that I mentioned before where we broke up a month after college. Uh, so I do not have any stories where it's a bad first date. It was a bad first date for Annie because it was four months after we started talking and it went to, I, I said Outback, it was probably Applebee's, two for one out in college. I couldn't afford goddamn shit. I got her two Long Island iced teas just so she would be drunk. And then we had, we split the boneless wing appetizer. Total bill was, total bill was $13. Uh, but no, I don't have any story like that. Oh my God. Uh, well, okay. I put, I put up over many beds, but uh, the girls that I've been with have not. Luckily <laughs> you are lucky that you've never had terrible first dates. Um, yeah, I mean they're pretty brutal. Um, I, I think it's weird too now, though, right? Like it's it's almost changed a little bit, especially with I mean, like I said, college is different, but like even like leaving college, it's not as. I don't know. It doesn't seem to be as formal as it used to be. Like, hey, do you want to go? I could imagine I mean? dating in this mm. time. I could not imagine. Same. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, <laughs> that's the, that's my lack of date comment. Was same. I couldn't imagine dating right now. Yeah, I, I mean to be honest with you, like I um, I did meet I did meet Frankie on what is I don't know if you guys know what Hinge is. Yeah. So it's like a yeah, it's a dating app and it's a little bit more buttoned up. It's a little more professional. <laughs> like you have to answer questions. It's not match. I guess like match owns it though. I don't know, but it's an app. It's a free app. So it's definitely more it. millennial styled match, right? Cause it's pictures. And then there's questions about like, what's your favorite, blah, blah, blah. It kind of like you get a little bit of insight versus like mm -hmm. tenders, just straight pictures. So is Bumble. So it's a little bit more in depth, but not the way that matches. I tried to make a funny joke about something holding up a door and I just couldn't think about it in the time a lot. So <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's very weird, right? Like, so you just, like, are talking to somebody on an app, and then you you exchange numbers. And, you know, you exchange numbers, and you're like, all right, let's meet at a bar. And you're almost, like, not sure where you're going to run into. Are they what they're going to look like, right? Yeah. So you do – I do my due diligence. Um, I check their Facebook. I check their LinkedIn. This sounds so creepy, but I, I was going to say – That sounds no. fucking normal. Like, so, why yeah. would you not? I was yeah, like, do you question. actually have a – Is that creepy – or like, be, did the show Catfish ruin it? Okay, so first of all, Catfish, one of the best shows that MTV ever produced. I don't know if you guys oh, have ever seen so it. So good. But it was phenomenal when they would show up to these houses and the people who were nothing like what they said they were. So yeah. there's an element of like, yes, it's kind of creepy to stalk them. But at the same time, like, you don't want to go there and it'd be like a serial killer, right? Like, there's a, there's a safety versus like, who am I actually meeting with? And also looking up their name on Facebook and trying to find comedy. You know what I mean? Like all Those of that county court weird. records. Yeah. <laughs> Some go a little deeper than others, but yeah, it's, there's an element of creepiness, but at the same time, like you, there's an element of safety of like, even I could like show up and it could be some guy that wants to kill me. You know what I mean? Like you have, like people get find pictures on the internet all the time now. Oh yeah. You got it. I mean, I'm all about LinkedIn. I can kind of get like weirded out now when people don't have LinkedIn's. I'm like, mm, I don't know. It's not a big deal. Do you have a LinkedIn, guys? You both I have. do, yeah. We're connected, yes. Oh, well, thank God. Thank God. Oh, yes, so, I do. <laughs> because of the company that I work for, I don't like saying it for everyone to hear. I know it may not go out to a ton of people, but I don't like publicly announcing no, it. But, like, no, I, I had, I've I had our customers, like, go to my LinkedIn profile, find my personal email, find my phone number, and, like, try to call me. And it's, like, 
you've stepped over a line. So at this point, like my LinkedIn is totally shut down. Like if you search me, all you get is like a blank profile picture and it just, it doesn't even say where I work. It just says my name. Yeah, no, I got it. You have to be, you have to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's, I, I don't have, I obviously don't use those types of things, but I'm like, I would consider myself like a, a 36 year old woman in this sense where I go to bed listening to murder podcasts. So it scares me to death of like connecting with a random person and just meeting them. It's like, yeah. it's like getting a new Uber now. It's like, that's scary as fuck. That could be a killer. Oh, you could be meeting a killer. And at, if I ever, if anything happens to Annie, God, I, I want this to be known. I won't do it because I mean, I love her, but if anything happens to Annie and I'm by myself, I'm just going to die alone because that, that scares the shit out of me. I don't yeah. want to be a serial killer. I don't disagree. I, I, I think, and I think Stephanie, you might be able to attest to this. It's a little yeah. bit scary in a real city with like different people. I guess you went to UT, so it might be a little bit different. But like where I went to school, when Tender was big, it was a small college town. We only had like 18,000 students, which like is a lot. But at the same time, you probably know somebody that knows them, right? So you can kind of sure. fact check with like a text message versus like a big city where like I don't. In Denver, I know the people that I work with. I don't – I know I have a few other friends out of that, but not that many. So, like, I wouldn't know the people that I'm matching with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's scary. It, it is honestly scary. But, like – and also, I've told some of my friends as well that are, like, single and dating. I'm like, it's definitely not for everybody. It's – I recommend just doing, like, Hinge, not, like, Tinder or anything like that. And just, like, you just feel a little bit better about yourself, too. You're like, I'm a it's, – it's actually – you're meant to meet somebody on it. They want you to meet somebody on it. You um, have to connect Facebook, if I'm correct, right? You can't make a profile without a Facebook? I don't remember. That's a good point. Or an Instagram. Um, I think you have to have some sort of a thing, which then if you go to their Facebook, right? Like, Facebook's been out since 2006, and then everyone had it in, what, 2009. If you don't have a Facebook that's, like, somewhat – goes back a ways it's sketchy yeah. like who made a face like my mom made a facebook two years ago god bless her soul that's a fucking tough read um but don't want to be friends with cindy do, she is a goddamn do nightmare not, yeah do not be friends with my mother Jeez. oh no miss Press. um but yeah. in general like if you match with somebody now and like i looked at your facebook and there was nothing on it like this is already a red flag like i have stuff on there from when i was like in high school like you yeah. should have some sort of a history i would yeah. i honestly you talk about your friends that that are single and looking for guys, I would just go to a bar and look for the guy dancing by himself because that's what worked out for me and my that's wife. story. There you go. I love yeah. it. I love it. I didn't know that's how you guys met. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, she was, yeah, well, I was dating someone at the time. Uh, that's a backstory. I was dating someone at the time and I said, you know what? This is the love of my life. I'm breaking <laughs> up with this person I'm upset with that I've been upset with for the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pursue this girl who thought that I look good dancing. If you've ever seen me look good dancing, yeah. I'll say you never see me dancing because that's not a fucking possibility. So <laughs> she found me uh, attractive at that time. Um, yeah, but yeah. I just don't understand the, the apps. I, it, it would scare the yeah. fuck out of me. 
I want to tell a funny Annie Gregg story because if yeah. anyone oh, that has not, which one you're gonna say. if anyone has not listened to our podcast, I don't want to totally derail this, but this is kind of what we do is just go on random tangents about stupid stuff. So this was probably uh, this was before you guys were, I think, officially dating. So we right? met in April. This is in early July. Yeah, I know the this story. Is, that you're this is about. before yeah. they were actually dating. I'm still in high school, I think, or I'm like a freshman in college. Um, I don't yeah, have, high school. It was high school. It was high school. Okay. So I don't have a fig eighty. I'm not drinking. Our family does, uh, shepherds on St. Pete beach for, oh, I think yeah. Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, you're right. It was July. So fourth of July weekend, we do shepherds, uh, St. Pete beach, Nick and Greg go out. They have like a club or whatever. I've never actually been to shepherds since I've turned mm-hmm. to age, So I don't know what it's actually like, but Greg and Nick, I, I don't know what they were doing, but Greg had broken his phone. He had dropped. I was it completely. I was shattered. walking out on rocks. Uh, there was rocks <laughs> well, right outside. Yeah, you broke your yeah. phone first, or no, no, no. Sorry, you didn't break your phone. You were walking out on rocks on the pier. You fell into the water and broke your phone because it was waterlogged. What? They come back. Me, Nick, and Greg are in the same room. Hammered, by the way. Hammered, absolutely blacked out. Uh, I was, I think as a joke, I had friend requested Annie before Greg had on Facebook, just like to be funny. So Annie and I were friends on Facebook. So he was like, let me see your phone, takes my phone and was like, sent her a message. It was like, I broke my phone. I can't talk tonight. I'm sorry. And like, she didn't respond. And probably in Greg's mind, like two hours, it was about eight minutes. She hadn't answered this message. It was also like three o'clock in the morning. And he just responds again and says, ah, you don't care with like nine H's. (laughs) And that was, I think if, if I go far enough back on my Facebook message, I still still have it. I think I sent Annie a screenshot of it. Oh my gosh. And that's when we were just like talk. That's literally, we were just like the whole summer. There was nothing serious about it. And that's when I knew they say what a drunken or drunken heart speaks a sober mind. That's when I knew that I was in trouble because I was reaching out via someone else's Facebook to try to talk to this girl. It was bad. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that does say a lot. hundred percent. True love. 100%. Um, yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Um, okay. So I, I do want to ask you guys, this is like a big question too. I think a lot of um, like people like ask, like women ask is, do you guys, judge a girl who sleeps with a guy on the first date so like i'll go first like i said i've never first date but a girl that i meet whatever if we sleep together on the first date i don't know that i i judge her overtly like in the front of my mind but there is an element i think subconsciously where it's kind of like i don't know it, it i'm like was not to say she's easy but like that was too easy and it wasn't like and I, I hate like the guys like the thrill of the hunt. Like there's not an element of that. It's more of like a um and I don't know how to word this without being an idiot. Um I, I don't I overtly no, I don't judge them. I don't think in my mind, like, oh that's bad, you know what I mean? But yeah. I think subconsciously there's an element of like, okay, well, what else has happened? What you know what I mean? I, I, you kind of start to self-doubt of does she really like me? Blah blah was she drunk? Da 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 da. Whatever, and you start to like. I. It's more of a internal problem probably than it is a whatever she has done. It's more of like I'm starting to think about myself. Well, I'm an idiot. How the hell did that work? You know what I mean? Like that. What did you see in me with it where we got to this point that quickly? 
So no, overtly, I wouldn't judge them, but I think mm-hmm. deep, deep down it builds, again, self-doubt in myself of how did this happen? And then I start to overthink it is probably more the problem. And I have Uh-oh. terrible, terrible anxiety. So that's probably a me problem and not a her problem. Yeah. Okay. So it seems, oh, you can go for it, Greg. No, I would just, I mean, I don't, I don't have this experience, right? I'm not experienced in that, in that sense. I've mm-hmm. never done that. But I would imagine that it, it changes with your age, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, yeah. Like if 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 you're if you're mature and you go on a date and you have a great conversation and you feel a connection and there's not, as Jordan said, he's going on dates in college or meeting up with a girl in bar and it's just an al- alcohol fueled, you know, conversation where nobody really knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, but if you have a solid connection with someone, I, I don't think that should be a problem, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, and that could just be a lack of knowledge, a lack of experience in my point. But if you feel that connection, I don't think that it should be a drawback. And I, I agree with Jordan that you may have that self-doubt as guys we're not that fucking confident in ourselves right it's like well why the hell this happened yeah Um, so you think about oh did she have too much to drink did she do this or is it like you know what we had a great connection and you know Mm -hmm. this could be a real future and you know i would like to see her again but then it gets into the fact of oh no no she we had too much to drink she doesn't like me it's just this and then you you Mm -hmm. have that that doubt that then bleeds into any future relationship or any future conversation with that person and I could be way off base. I mean, I'm yeah, talking no. about. No, hyper- you're right. I mean, it's just like it. It. I don't know, but that's how yeah. I could see a guy's perspective of that. Again, unless you're a fucking like six five guy with muscles and a a wrench. I think <laughs> everyone knows what I'm talking about with a wrench. Like not me. It's like an acorn stamp on my torso. You're not going to think that people are going to want to sleep with you. So, I mean, like, that's where it could be a problem. I don't know. I think, I think Greg makes a good point, too. I think, I think age and maturity plays a big factor, right? I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that it happens the first time, whatever. But the more immature you are, that's when, like, the self-doubt creeps in. Like, if, I, if we're going on, like, a real first date and we're talking and it's a good conversation and, like – I, like I said, I went to a party school, so there's not, I, I could probably count on my hand the amount of nights that I remembered. So like stuff like that, that happened, it was yeah. far different. Now would be a, a completely different story. I'd probably have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. I've never been in this situation, but if she's talking to me the next day, it's like, how stupid is this girl? Because if we talk <laughs> on the first date, there's not, she's not supposed to talk to me again. It's not very good stuff. So, I mean, like, what's wrong with her? Greg hit a lottery ticket the first night. Yeah, I do think it does play, a, like, a lot around, like, maturity and stuff and age. Yeah, I mean, it, well, I remember just, like, being in, like, my early 20s and stuff in college. You would be like, oh, my God, I, I can't believe I did that last night or I did this and this. But when you're you get to an, a specific age, it's almost like, who gives a shit? Like, yes. you know, if you guys are both ready – if he's into you, you're into him. What is it? What does it matter? So I actually am seeing that happen a lot more with like my friends who are, you know, single and dating right now. They're just like, you know, but they still do question that about themselves. So like, you know, I wanted to like, you know, hook up with him last night, but I, I second guess myself. Because- I think it comes back to like self-worth, right? Like you don't want to feel 
and I, I'm putting myself in a woman's point of view, which <laughs> I mean, it's 2020. I probably could, but like I, you don't want to be that girl, right? But that is a very immature way of thinking, in my opinion. And you have self worth. You know what you're worth. If you are ready to make that decision to do it. You are worthy of making that decision. Who gives a fuck what other people think? We've talked about this with relationships and who we're around and who we want to be friends with. This should be no different of a conversation with ourselves. Like, be who you want to be. Like, who cares what Susie Joe fucking thinks about you because you slept with John yesterday? Who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. just do it. If that you, yeah. we are, we are, you're over the age 18. You can give consent. You can decide what you want to do with your body. In 2020, you should be able to do that. And don't ever think that you're less of a person because you did it. Like you made the decision, in my opinion. And you either live with it, you're going to have embarrassment, right? Even if it's even if you're embarrassed by it, you still made the decision to do it. Like who cares? Yeah. Nobody should make you feel less of a human because you did whatever you wanted to do in my opinion yeah i love that i, I do that like from a guy's perspective too like if a guy thinks that it's very simple-minded of me to like if i was a guy in that situation thinking mm -hmm. that it's very simple-minded of me to think that like right I, if that and if that's the way that the person that you care about thinks there's probably you should probably be thinking more about the relationship in general because that's not something that should be an issue or whatever yeah this is all good points, guys. These are a lot of things, like, also, too, I didn't think about as well. Like, we, a lot of us women don't think about men not being very confident. We always think men are confident and, like, It's a facade. Know, uh, it's all yeah, fake. Yeah. You guys, you guys wear makeup right. to, like, look better and not and have, like, a facade. We have, like, these uh, fake personalities to make it look like we're super yeah. confident. Most guys are not, especially the guys like it. And Greg said it too, like if you have a six packet or like you're probably working out because you have some sort of insecurity that you got to that point where like, I need to look good so that girls care about me. You know what I mean? Like there's every guy has some sort of insecurity and I, I was listening. It's funny. I try to be funny. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, like it, the way that it is. is, right? You probably I laugh at everything. I mask that. Like, that's why I love that Steph. That's why I love hanging out with you. It, it never hurts my, my ego or my personality is like, Steph found it funny. <laughs> it's like I go. laugh Check. at everything. I mean, yeah. It's just like, yeah. Even when I'm the most uncomfortable, it's just easier to laugh, like laugh it off. Okay, so she's uh, uncomfortable around me. God <laughs> damn it! I thought we were Got friends. <laughs> no, I mean, no. You are funny, though. You are funny. Thank I've you. told many people that. Keep um, going. Keep okay. going. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tire sesh. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you one last question, guys, and around this topic, and then I, I want to ask you one fun hypothetical question but this is like a really tough question i think for that floats around a lot um i'm sure that like harms a lot of relationships that have maybe this problem i i mean i don't think any of my friends do or any of our friends do but do you think that guys and girls can be just friends like when i say just friends like there's people there's guys or girls who have like like friends on the opposite sex but like best friends, like they're like close, good friends. Um, do you think they can just be friends? Greg, do you want to tell her about my roommate? Well, yeah, I mean, Jordan's friends with his roommate, who's a girl. I think that's different okay. than like, I think the question you're asking is like, can I be in a relationship 
with a girl that has like a guy best friend? Is that along the lines of what you're getting? Yeah. At? Yeah. You can, yeah. Put it in, in that way too. Cause that's definitely a big thing is relationship wise. Like your significant other dating. I mean, I mean being friends, excuse me, with uh, an opposite sex. Yeah. I can see like friends with them. Cause I mean, Annie has a huge friend group, but like, best friends i don't know if i would be like i'm not confident enough in myself I was say, it's all gonna come back to, to self-confidence it's <laughs> no like i wouldn't i would be confident in myself because i know what like mostly every guy's thinking the same thing right like if you it's like the memes you see on instagram it's like oh well i'm just friends with a girl and then like you ask the guy who's like if she was a single would you have sex with her yeah i'd have sex with her it's like that's what i'm always thinking like sure, like sure. the guy gonna want to have sexual relations with that person like if you're that close with someone um so self-consciously i would i would feel intimidated i think that's mm -hmm. the main thing in terms of like as a married guy i would be worried about but if there's no like significant other in the in the picture yeah i mean i grew mm -hmm. up with a, a girl in my high school that i was very good friends with and, you know, we, we told every, you know, we never dated, we never did anything, but like we told each other everything. It was, you know, we were friends probably up until like after college and now we've grown apart, but like, that's not a weird thing, but there was never yeah. any competition in terms of like another girl or guy in that relationship. So I, mm -hmm. if there was, it would be different. I would imagine like the girl that I was dating in college was threatened by that girl because we were so close. So I can see where that could be a problem, but there was never any like, I don't know how to say it. Any like situation where I would have threatened the relationship I had with that girl, with the girl that I was very good friends with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do think like, I mean, on, on this side of things, I asked that question, but I do think that can, you know, there can be like a good, nice platonic relationship between a, a male and a female. I don't think it's a big deal. Um, but I, I agree. I think it was Jordy that first said it comes down to confidence, right? Like yeah. it all comes down to that. Um, I do think yeah. it get like a little bit icky though, like in some situations, um, perhaps I think when it comes down to like serious committed, maybe relationships or marriage, like when that person's like I don't know, like hanging out with them every night, like every other week, like going to get drinks. Yeah. Like I mean, if you put it that way, yes, that's like a little bit odd to me, but, um, yeah, I was never getting drinks. And then it also comes down to like, I, I was never in a situation where the girl that I was friends with was dictating what was weird in my relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that would be weird if the girl was like, yeah, that's not normal. Or why are you doing that? Or stuff like that. That would be weird, but that I've never experienced that. I don't Jordan have you, I don't know. No, I think you make a good point, too, with, like, the significant other makes it a little more weird. Like, at a face value, yes, like, a guy and a girl can be friends. They can talk about everything. They can do whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I think mm -hmm. as soon as you bring another individual in, that self-doubt and I think I – mean, they know they say, like, anxiety is, like, a mental – health issue but i think everybody has a, a little bit of that right where you're always questioning like well, what's really going on and you like want to believe him and you want to be right but like i like i told greg earlier like i live with a girl that we went to college together mm -hmm. we have some sort of a past whatever but now we're just friends and it's whatever but i could imagine like if she started dating somebody and she explained like who she lived with 
I don't know that he would be totally cool with that, right? Like, I think he would have some sort of like, oh, well, that's weird. You know what I mean? It's not like a normal situation. Um, but we're strictly platonic. Like, we don't look up nothing. Like, we live together. It's totally fine. It, it's totally normal. It, and I don't see it as weird. But I think if you introduce a third party, there's definitely a he would probably not be stoked about it, right? There's yeah. an element of that. Oh yeah, my that's gosh. where it's weird. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, oh. but like we, yeah. I haven't, and it sounds like you haven't, Jordan. Where it's like I haven't had a girlfriend who's had a very dominant male best friend. Yeah. So, yeah. I think again that'd be pretty weird. But even like not even like so, I dated a girl long distance, whatever, right? And it was fine. We were good, blah blah, blah whatever. She didn't have like a dominant male best friend, but she was still like going out with her girlfriends on the weekend, right? And there's still an element of like what's going on. Like I trust her, it's fine. But at the same time, if those thoughts don't not creep into your head of like what is she doing, what's going on, you know what I mean? There's no. And it's not that she's a bad person or that I didn't trust her. It was just it's me. Thinking like, am I not good enough that she finds somebody else that's better? You know what I mean? Like all of that still creeps into your head. Well, it's funny that um, like you bring this up because I asked that question, my friend Lindsay, who was just like on my last podcast and I gave like a hypothetical dating situation where she can give advice. Um, and interestingly enough, Greg, she uh, adopted – well, she's a stepmom of two um, mm-hmm. two boys. I Gosh, I – one's like 13 I've read that thing one's the other one's 10 but then she has her own son and it was like all about blending families and all that we we talked about a lot of like fun stuff I I think you would love to listen to it um she and she talks a lot about like parenting and it was I learned a shit ton yeah um but I threw in like a fun curveball at the end I was like what do you think about this and it was like if you're starting to date a guy and he lives with his ex-girlfriend <laughs> wait is she your ex-girlfriend Kind of, yeah. Essentially, not really. It's weird. Like if we went into it, it would take me like two hours to explain. But essentially, oh, okay. So you probably would have to like own up to that, right? To the girl that you're talking to or dating, or yeah, no, no, I would do it. Yes, absolutely, I would do it. (laughs) This is this is Samantha. She's a random. The apartment (laughs) complex put us together, (laughs) and we become friends. I found her on Craigslist. She's just yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we were like on and off. It was a weird thing. But yes, that would be something that I would like bring up. And I assume that yeah. whoever I was dating would probably not be cool with it. In my yeah. mind, it's normal, right? Because we're we're friends. We're totally like we don't get in fights, whatever. It was more of like a – and like what it breaks down to. This is getting my personal life more than I probably would like. But in general uh, – That's what the podcast is, Jordan. I know. She <laughs> was – uh, unhappy at her last job. I told her I'd help her get a job. She ended up getting a job with my company in Denver. The like starting role doesn't make that much money. And in my mind, it was kind of like, a I could have lived by myself, but I would have been paying an arm and a leg. So it's like, she's mm-hmm. saving me money by living yeah. together. And it makes it like, it's easier for her to afford everything. Right. And it saves me some money by doing it. So like, in my mind, it was a no brainer. That's from apartment. <laughs> That would be – if it was a one-bedroom apartment, that would be totally different. But, um, yeah, so that, that was kind of like my thought process. But I could see either way, if I got a girlfriend and she got a boyfriend, I, I would assume that that conversation would not go well either mm-hmm. way that you spin it. Okay, so fun hypothetical question, and we're going to close this down. because So if you're walking in a forest and you found a black suitcase inside it, holds $1 million and a piece of paper stained in blood with a single word, don't, 
would you take the suitcase home or leave it? Without I doubt. think this is an easy one for me. <laughs> I am unemployed, two children, a mortgage, a car payment. I'm dealing with any fucking demon there is. I don't care. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I would take that. Yeah, I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to lean into what I said earlier. Like, I'm a big karma person, but oh, I'm going to oh, hold on. Here, you loser. Get out of here. Hold on. I'm going to go one up on this, though. I'm going to assume it's a black suitcase in the forest with blood. This is drug money. These are bad people that I'm taking from, and I'm taking that 1,000%. Without even thinking about it, I'm going home with it. I'm writing – so I'm taking the note. I'm pinching my own finger, writing on blood, and just saying, like, I took it. And just taking the suitcase with me and be like, this is my money now. I'm assuming it's drug money. It's something for something bad. It's not someone that needs it. It's not in a normal place. It's mine. Mm -hmm. I spoke too soon. That was a fantastic answer. <laughs> I know. I thought he was going the opposite direction on that one. I will say I did see a guy drop like $27, though, like right in front of me, and I just gave it right back to him. I counted it because I wanted to see how much it was because there's, there's a thought process that goes into my karma. Is like, is it worth the bad karma to take a couple thousand bucks? Yeah, absolutely. $27, I like tapped the guy on the shoulder. I was like, here you go. He ended up buying me a bottle of wine. Super nice guy. But I think it's different than – like on a street with someone or in uh, one, I would never find myself in a forest. I hate nature. So I don't, <laughs> oh, God. Not there. By yourself. But, I mean, what'd you say? Yeah. Like by yourself too. It seems like you're by uh, yourself. You're walking in a forest. It's again, like, uh, I've said this earlier in the podcast. I, I fall asleep to murder podcast. You'll never see Greg Pyle alone. <laughs> That's never fucking happening. Because I've, I've seen the story. I mean, Appalachian Trail, my parents own a, a property in Georgia. I'm not walking those goddamn trails alone. Fuck oh, my that. God. No shot. No shot. I would never. I hate walking downstairs in, like, the dark by myself. Just get a glass of water in the middle of the night. I'm thinking, like, it's going to get me. Have you ever watched it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. Okay, here's a before we end, here's a fun story. I was about 14 years old and I couldn't stay home alone. I used to make Greg and Nick hang out with me because I was too scared to be by myself in a giant house alone in the middle of the suburbs in Tampa where nothing bad ever happens. Yeah. I am a Frady cat. Yeah. Greg and Nick, I used to be like, no, I would like start crying. Like, nope, you guys aren't leaving because I'm not staying here by myself. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I can't say I like living. Yeah. I mean, living by myself right now, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I you you get down a really bad rabbit hole when you start thinking about like horror movies and stuff. I like watching horror movies. This is uh, this is gonna sound so bizarre, but I do get scared very quickly. But I love horror movies. I can, but I have to watch it with somebody else. Yeah, I love um, the haunting on Hill House that's on Netflix. Um, Bri, uh, something Bry Manor it just came out. I love all that stuff. I do need to watch it with somebody, but then it's terrible when I sleep at night. I'm like, what am I doing myself? Yeah, and I mean, like Frank is here. You're a psychopath. Like by yourself, that's not horror movies though. What do I watch by myself? Yeah, yeah. like I mean, like streaming's huge, and I steal most of my streaming services from like Jordan and my parents. You yeah. talk about like horror movies. What are you watching in general though? Like, what do you do to like my wife and I are watching the last season of Shit's Creek. Have you watched that? Uh, I'm gonna be Alexis for Halloween. Okay, good. <laughs> good. You're not gonna like my opinion on Shit's Creek, so we're just gonna move on from that. You're an idiot. That's the best show on TV. Oh my god, it's not on TV. You it's on Netflix. Even my friend actually texted us. She's like, I don't get it, and I'm like, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I did not get like the first. 
three episodes of Shit Creek because Moira Rose was like so over the top. But as soon as you realize, it's like, that's hilarious. I yeah. love it. And then you get past it. So, Jordan, so take two steps back and fuck your own face because that's an awesome show. So. <laughs> Jordy, as long as you like The Office, do you like The Office? I do like The Office. I like okay. The Office. I like Parks and Rec. I right, just I, I watched that. most of Shit's Creek and I, I I enjoyed it. I it people rave about it like it's the best show on Netflix and it just isn't. No, it's not the best show on Netflix. I I this is my point. Um, well, oh, I think The Office is the best. The Office. The Office Maybe Parks great. and Rec is like a runner up. But. I like Parks and Rec. I like Ron Swanson. The The humor is very similar, so it's not that mm-hmm. different. They just are very – They I feel like they have more characters. On I've only watched six episodes of Park and, Parks and Rec. Really? So uh, The Office is like a – It's good. It's more of like a storyline show that like the storylines are very, very funny. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they have more character development and more like funny storylines based around the characters in Parks and Rec. I don't know. Yeah. I mean everybody loves like the whole – Jim and Pam's like story. Um, yeah. Everybody loves a good love story too, but they do have um, with Parks and Rec some type of character, a lot of character building in both, um, and a little bit of love stories. I don't know. Women love that's like that shit. They need it. They need it <laughs> Next, in every I, series. I, I, I feel like we're going to be recurring guests on this podcast. <laughs> and next we'll talk about our favorite our favorite rom coms. Yeah, we can talk about our favorite rom coms. Yeah next time because mine's uh crazy stupid love oh yeah so that's with that is that with steve carell steve carell and ryan gosling is probably my favorite movie to be <laughs> love it love it um so you guys want to close on anything do you want to plug your your podcast again or do you or... want to plug it or do you want me to plug it i'll just say first thank you for having us i had a good time this is a change of pace for greg and i especially since i'm the host on ours i usually don't talk all that much um <laughs> So I really appreciate it. If you want to listen to it, it's Healthy Scratches uh, on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. the other one, Stitcher is the other one we do. That one gets like one listen. I'm paying like four dollars a month to get like one listen from Greg. It's a very dumb thing that I'm doing. Uh, yeah, it's another podcast network. Stitcher is the only podcast platform that I listen to. Oh my god. Um, but no, thank you for having us. I had a great time. I drank far too many beers, but uh, I hope it was enjoyable for everyone that listened. I tried to be as honest as possible, but I, I do appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. I, I love it. I love it. You guys, uh, well, Greg, do you want to uh, say your Yeah, piece? I would say I don't know if our, our audiences uh, coexist in terms of what they listen to in terms of content, but um, – Seth, you you said you've listened to ours. I mean, we just try to bring a, a lighthearted uh, viewpoint on what's happening either in the sports world or in the uh, entertainment world. Uh, there's no topic that we really won't touch on. Um, we don't touch on relationships, so this is strictly the podcast. <laughs> uh, so that. But uh, yeah, we we try to we try to be the common man's like funny opinion, right? There's not checking unless you're darrow there's uh (laughs) we joke around we i try jordan and i try to make it as fun as possible and i think that we hopefully put that across in this podcast we don't take ourselves too seriously and that just goes for life in general i don't think anyone should take themselves too seriously because if you are you're a plug and no one wants to be around you 
Um, so I had a blast today. Um, again, a nice therapy session. Mental health is always <laughs> important. Um, as we said, reach out to your friends if you're having trouble. That's a big plug that I like to do. And this isn't a joke. Like if you're having trouble with your mental health, talk to people. Um, my podcast has definitely helped me with that. Um, even though it's a sports podcast and it's just funny, um, especially in these trying times. I mean, with two kids, uh, a wife that stays home Monday and Friday, God bless me. I mean, the fact that I'm still here is a godsend. Um, but you know, uh, I enjoyed my time. Thank you for uh, having us, Steph. Um, you're doing great. I'm so proud of you uh, to do Thank this. It, although I said that anyone can do it, it's still a – a leap of faith with yourself to do it, right? Because who mm. gives a shit listens, but you still have a product that people want to hear. And those people that are listening are the people that you want to listen. Like who cares about the other people? So I'm very proud of you. Um, Thanks. Good luck God. with everything else. And again, we are reoccurring guests. So we will be on this podcast. <laughs> as soon as I decide I want to be on it again, you have to have it. Hell on. yeah.